Hello and welcome back to the Rugby Rewind podcast. Episode 39 today, but uh, a very special episode today as we are in Dunedin, in the beautiful suburb of St. Clair for a live, well, not live when you're listening to this, but for us, it's a live episode. Yeah, first ever in-person episode for us too, so... I mean, Dunedin's put on the weather for us. Not that it affects anything because we're trapped inside around a table anyway, but cracker of a day down here. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I uh, I was in Wanaka for two weeks. Beautiful weather. 30 degree days, lovely. Decided to come to Dunedin for a night. Arrived yesterday and uh, I was greeted by 13 degree weather and lovely southerly winds. Oh, see, somehow I had the unexpected turn of going to Auckland, having it bucketing down the rain and turning back up in Invercargill for beautiful 25-degree days. So I don't know how this has happened. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but it's uh, it's not ideal, I can tell you that much. But, you know, it is what it is. We're both Dunedin lads. We're used to it, you know. Well, and, I mean, uh, I've rocked up in a T-shirt. Toby's here in his winter gear, so I don't know about oh, him being used mate, to it I've, anymore. Uh, I've been adopted by the Australian culture, you see. So here I am in my uh, sweatshirt. But uh, you got the Brazilian top on today. Yeah, absolutely. Fished it out of the box. Wish I had it when old Joshy Reeves was on so I could prove. Oh, that would be good. Got his match-worn jersey from the day, surely. But I'll tell you what, I think we're going to have to go down to the old pub in St. Clair for a couple of beers after this just to warm ourselves up. Oh, what do you reckon? Yeah, absolutely. Go for gold. But before that, today, uh, we're going to be doing some tier lists. And we haven't done this before, but... Actually, there's actually a pretty good website online, isn't there, for tier lists? Yeah, I mean, they're everywhere. It's, an, it's not a new thing. They've been around for years now. It's always... Good fun. Always causes a lot of controversy. Yeah. Got to miss the boat on doing them, but easy episodes. There's a hell of a lot out there. So, Oh, there's heaps of options. We can have, like, obviously, super rugby teams, international teams. You can do all sorts of tiers, but I think today we're going to do some super rugby teams. Yeah, yeah. We'll do a few. We'll start out with super rugby teams. For those who don't know, we'll just go through them one by one, chuck them in. Well, we've got five tiers here. I mean, just your, your S tier, which is the top of the top, A tier, B, C, and the uh, the Melbourne Rebels tier, the D tier. <laughs> what would you equate the S tier to? I'm, I'm thinking... Oh, it's just the top dogs, like the best of the best, really. Your 2011 Stags, that Yeah, yeah. Your Shield era Stags, your... I mean, your Uruguays in 2019. Just <laughs> the best of the best. Of course, your D tiers, like you said, as you said, the Rebels and maybe the Western Force. It's a bit harsh for them, but... I um, mean, maybe the Northland Tunny for... <laughs> just... <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, for the uh, Super Rugby one, we'll be kind of just basing it off of not any particular stats or facts or anything, just kind of the whole team's history, the vibe we get off them, how successful they've been, yeah. what they've added to the competition, et cetera, et cetera. No doubt we'll have a few debates amongst us, and no doubt we'll have a few people screaming at the mic as to where we place people. But uh, It's all subjective, isn't it? But uh, I'm looking forward to it. All right, should we kick off with the uh, Super Rugby one then? Let's do it. I'm thinking we start easy and just go to the Crusaders. Let's do it. I mean, there's only one place I'm putting them. I don't know about you. Yeah, look, as much as we like to hate them, uh, they are going to be S-tier. As simple as that. They've won the most titles by far. Um, They've had consecutive victories. They are consistent as well. You know, some teams here in this list have won, but they haven't ever won again since. So for consistency's sake, they've got to be number one. Yeah, I mean, not much more to add there, just... The, when you think Super Rugby, you think Crusaders, they're just a dominant force. Somehow, year after year, they just breed yet another world-class player, flank or 10, wherever. Just quality side, as much as I don't want to big them up too much. 
I've got to be careful because we we here we are in Dunedin. If we um, if we say these things too loud, we might get in trouble. Just whip up another tier for the Highlanders because I dread where we're going to have to put them. <laughs> Who do you want to go for next? Let's just go in order of this list. So we've got the Hagawares next, a newer team. Uh, but tell you what, in their last well last season, I believe um, they actually reached the final. Didn't yeah, they? played the final and down. Well, Orange Theory Stadium, everyone's yeah, favourite place. Yes, yes. And God. they weren't too bad, did they? Oh, I mean, you're comfortably beaten in the final, but a good run up until then, beat the Chiefs in the semi. Had a good successful year, but like you said, only a couple of years in the competition. So They actually built pretty well throughout the Super Rugby, uh, history of Super Rugby as well. They sort of started off average, but considering the players that they had... Well, they made it, the Argentine national side made it basically you had to play for the Haguaris to yeah. get a game or had to play Super Rugby at least so it was basically just the Argentine side plus Thomas Cabelli who was at the Brumbies yeah so I think it was a good performance but considering all that I my personal opinion is B tier yeah I'm thinking I'm thinking it's probably B as well they just don't have the history as the other side so they had one really standout season and yeah I mean good enough side to not be here the bottom tiers not enough to be any high tiers, so B's solid for me, checking being B-tier. in the middle. Now, this is probably the one I'll find the uh, toughest to grade. The Blues. Oh, blues. See, so you go Blues of the 90s, S tier. You go Blues of the early 2010s, D tier. <laughs> blues are current, they're probably looking A tierish, but they're just so up and down. Too inconsistent to be an S tier. Um... Yeah, well, yeah, they're like. I'd say alongside the Crusaders and a team or two that we'll mention later, they're probably sort of the team, when you think Super Rugby, you think Blues are, you know, one of the sort of historic top dogs, but they're just not East here, no chance. Yeah, like you said, um, early late 90s Blues and early 2000 Blues were East here, but just not enough consistency throughout the 2010s. Mm. Well, not even just the 2010s, sort of 2005 through uh, the yeah. literally COVID time. They were just... I'm not sure. Always we, a letdown. Do we go A or do we go high B? I think it's high B. See, for now, I'm oh, looking at some of the other teams. I think I'd probably just for their history maybe squeeze them into A just... Yeah. But we can always come back to it. Considering how many they've won, it, it probably will have to be A tier, actually. We'll yeah. get A for now. Yeah, we'll come back to it. I'm thinking at the end we'll, we'll rank them as well. Yep. Yeah. Yep. All right. Blues by the Skinnerity is currently an A tier. Oh, the next one. This, this one's oh, going to be. Uh, yeah. We're going to keep our voices down, mate, here in Dunedin. I think Islanders. I've got an answer where it goes. But I want to hear what you're, you're rolling with here. Highlanders have won before 2015, but outside of that, they haven't been very successful. They have made the playoffs a number of years, uh, but they haven't done that well. well I mean, the, the 90s, they made a final or two. Yeah. And then yeah, playoffs, they've been all right. They always punch above their weight. They never have the sort of side that should be going anywhere near the playoffs, let alone winning the thing. But I would go B tier. Yeah, I'm thinking, I'm thinking it's B as well. They're some people, just... I reckon, some people would some some people would say C tier. Yeah, some people might. I, I'm thinking B. Mate, out of all the New Zealand teams, they've had they've actually had some rubbish seasons. Yeah, I mean, if any New Zealand teams down in C tier, it's probably the Highlanders. Yeah, but I'm thinking. But I think B tier. B. Yeah, we'll rearrange who's going to go where and B after. I actually but, think yeah. it's also valid to say that, considering the players that they've had. They've actually punched above their weight, so that's probably why they deserve B tier. Yeah, you think, well, the Islanders team of the sort of early 2000s, they were pretty star-studded. And other than that, 
we haven't really had a star-studded team other than that horrid 2013 season, which <laughs> we talked about the whole last episode with old Phil Burley, but usually it's just a ragtime bunch of battlers. Yeah, exactly. No, it'd be tears, fair enough. Chiefs. Now, the Chiefs are uh, a team that, well, they've had back-to-back wins, haven't they? Yeah, 2012, 2013. I mean, they peaked. They were a quality side then, like likes of Crude and Sunny Bill. I mean, we talked about that old 2013 season and how good they were then. But, I mean, outside of that, 2009 they made a final and most Chiefs fans probably want to forget that one, going down about, yeah, yeah. about 60-odd points. But not much other history to shout about. No, they weren't that good in the early 2000s, were they? They were probably, yeah, I mean, yeah, not great. They players. were still a decent side. I mean, all Kiwi sides have always been fairly decent, but just they didn't have the... The back lines, the Blues and the Crusaders were putting out the... I'm thinking B tier. I'm thinking, yeah, it's probably B as well. Definitely above Highlanders for me. I'd say it's probably the top dog of B tier so far. Yeah, high B. High but B. Looking, the Blues, if you're talking historically, the Blues have probably had a bigger impact on the competition than the Chiefs. Yeah. But uh, this one's a candidate for the lower end of the table. Yeah, Possibly its own category even. We talked about uh, new side in the Haguarias. Well, now we got a fellow newbie, the Sunwolves. Oh, look, mate, it's going to have to be DT. I mean, D tier is just one of those tiers where you can't really have any wins. Well, they, they've had a couple of wins, haven't they? Yeah, a couple of decent results. But, yeah, I mean, all in all, it just didn't really work out, did it? No, they were sort of scraping together a team at some stage as well. So. I mean, it might have kind of helped in the Japanese team because... 2019 Japan were flying, so who knows? Maybe the Sunwolves had more impact than we think, but in terms of Super Rugby, they didn't add heaps. It was entertaining watching their games, and it was cool seeing the sort of crowds they got over there. But yeah, I mean, for the nah. travel and everything they that came with having them in the competition, I just don't think they had enough value, really. Nah, it's, uh, it's a shame, really, but it's just too much travel. I've said it so many times on the podcast. Like, it's a ridiculous tournament when you add the Sunwolves into it because it's just. It's literally every continent. So, um, and I mean, yeah. for a Japanese team, all the best Japanese players were still playing top league, and a lot of them were in the squad but didn't play huge minutes. It's kind of, I mean, the likes of the South African and Kiwi expats you know, going yeah. over there for the most part. Like the Billy Brits, Hayden Parker, <laughs> Rene Range has been a season yeah. over there. Just, yeah. DTF D- for D- me, mate. DTF for me, probably the bottom. Oh, actually, there'll be a contender later. There's but, a contender later, but there's a contender yeah, later. Yeah, for now, the bottom. Sharks, uh, Durban-based outfit, very successful in some years, uh, but not a winner of Super Rugby ever. No, they've made a few finals. Made one against the Chiefs. They made one against, was it Stormers or Bulls? I can't remember. They made another uh, final. Bulls, yeah. But they've had some really good eras. They've had some pretty successful years, and they've actually been quite consistent. If you've noticed Sharks, when they were in the competition, um, they generally were quite consistent with their performance in the table. So I'm not – yeah, they're definitely not um, S-tier or A-tier, but I think they might be B-tier. Yeah, I'm thinking it's, it's probably B as well. They're, they're sort of side you knew what you'd get against them. Tough physical opponents, like they always brought the game to you. Yeah. Had some quality players in there over the years, but yeah, a lot of players who kind of – under the radar a bit. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm thinking B two. And then they loved an import as well. Freddie Michalak, Juan Martinez, Andes, Clement Portionon. Just so many random imports. Potero Motoshima as they well. He started some, out there. They had some great wins in New Zealand as well. Yeah, that one against the Crusaders. Crusaders yeah. Talked about that one. Your mate. A couple of red cards involved in that say, one. Mate, your uh, battler pick, John Dacell. Mm, yeah. yeah, I'm thinking B. Of Cobus Reinhardt with a great try at the end. Oh, I mean, and B tier, what do you reckon? Do we go above the Hagawaris? I'm thinking probably second after the Chiefs for now. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, again, room to rearrange the so tiers when we get to it. The B tier is looking pretty. <laughs> I mean, pretty well used at the moment. Might have another contender at this rate too. The Waratahs. I think it. I think it might. The Waratahs. Yeah. I mean, although oh, the Tars have been. Yeah, I'm thinking they've been pretty good actually. They have been. Um, I mean, obviously they've won in 2014. They got into the final in 2008. Um. And they fell completely off the face of the earth in 2020, 2021, yeah, that yeah. season. They got no yeah. wins. But they actually, if you look back at the history of Super Rugby, they've actually been up there, haven't they? They have, they have been good. I'm thinking, yeah. I'm thinking A-tier, yeah? I don't think they can because I'm looking at the B-tier. I don't think I can put them above the Chiefs. But I, I don't think, think they're far off. The I think they're B-tier, but I think they're between Chiefs and Sharks. Yeah, I think I'd put them above the Sharks. And then, yeah, I mean, like we said. Well, they've won. They've won, you know, they've won they've, Super they've Rugby, won. yeah. I know the Highlanders have won, but they just haven't had the same consistency. Yeah, I mean, they, somehow that was not an expected win. <laughs> no. It was class that it happened. But Now, that's B tier, but the next team that we're going to talk about, yeah, I think, this is going to be a different tier, 100%. Brumbies. And the Brumbies obviously have won it twice, haven't they? Yeah. Um, I mean, we talked about the Blues of the 90s. The Brumbies of the uh, sort of early 2000s might be, I mean, Crusaders are always going to be the dominant force, but. After then, the early two thousands Brumbies might be one of the best sides Super Rugby has seen. I, but they've also they've always been the top Aussie team as far as I'm concerned. Like, I know that the Waratahs have been up there every now and again, but the Brumbies have always been reasonably consistent in their performances, and they're the only team that nowadays you could comfortably say can beat a New Zealand team. Yeah, they were. Well, I mean, they were the team that provided the kind of big chance last year of doing something. So I think we're looking at eight here. Yeah, I'm thinking eight here too. Would you go above the Blues? I mean, yeah. oh, if we were Aussies, we'd say yes. But um, I don't think they're far off. I don't think they're know. far off. The likes of Gregan, Larkham, Joe Roth, like Jesse Mogg. <laughs> Jesse Mogg. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah, I and think. And the consistency as well. I think we put them above Blues. Yeah, I think I will for the consistency and the fact. Yeah. I mean, so we can see Cena slightly less biased, maybe. I think they're about Blues because you got to remember that the Brumbies didn't have that lull that the Blues did. Yeah. The Brumbies have always been reasonably good. Yeah, the Blues peaked and then trothed big time and now they're coming back out. The Brumbies peaked and then kind of yeah. just plateaued. They didn't really sink like the Blues did. This next one's not easy, though, is it? Yeah, Stormers, they're an interesting one. They're in a similar vein to the Sharks. They're not going to be pushing east here, that's for sure. They're definitely not a C or D tier, but... I don't think they're an A tier. They haven't won it before. They've, they've come close. They've been in the final. Yeah, again, another team that's been in the final. They've had some good players over the years there. Like so, Habana's been time there, but he's kind of more, more another team. I think for me... Um, I'm thinking it's A as well. Oh, not A. I'm thinking it's B. No, it's B tier. But I think it's below... I think it's actually below the Highlanders, in my opinion. But Ooh. it's B tier, but I think it's below the Highlanders. I mean, I'll go there. They haven't won. They've had some that pretty is valid. They have had some bad seasons as well. 
And when you think South African Super Rugby, I mean, the first team I jumped to is the Bulls. I mean, I, I love you know the Stormers as a team, um, and I love where they're from. But I don't think. I mean, they've had some pretty average years, actually. The Sharks. Yeah. I mean, maybe the Sharks have. The Sharks are more consistent. But from like, I remember the Stormers having a few worse years than the Sharks did. But yeah, I mean, BJ, same tier as the Sharks anyway. It's not. Yeah, it's not terrible. It's still no, BJ. No, it's just. I mean, like most of these teams, it's few just consistently good sides. I have to rearrange a few at the end, but for now we'll roll that. Uh, Wellington. Wellington's New Zealand, well, New Zealand's capital, Wellington, I should say. Hurricanes. Hurricanes. I mean, yeah, interesting team, aren't they? I mean, they've gone up before 2016. They've always been up there. If we're doing this to you, in 2015, they are probably D for disappointment. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We're doing it after they've won it. In the last few years, they've actually been quite consistent and quite good as well. They're great players. Yeah, Um, always. I'd say they're pretty consistently kind of semi-final-ish teams, like, yeah, they, they can beat the Crusaders, yeah. but they just don't do it enough. They can beat the current Blues, but they're pretty tightly matched with them. I think they're just pretty consistently the almost the bridesmaids. I'm thinking B tier. Um, I know yeah, that hate so to be B again, but yeah, I'm um, thinking. But I think I'd put it above the High Arrows, but below the Sharks. See, I don't. I feel like I'd put it above the Sharks. I almost feel like. I wouldn't be far off pushing the Tars for me. Oh, actually, they have one. Oh, I think, yeah, I think you're going to have to put it above the Sharks. Um, yeah, they, can, they can go in there in between the Tars and the Sharks for now. Yeah. 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 I mean, people will probably kill us for putting the Tars over the Hurricanes, but you got to look back at their history. I mean, if you're looking just at the sort of players the Canes have had, Estes. Oh, 100%. Nonu, Smith, 100%. Umanga. Estes. I mean, this next team that we're looking at, the Melbourne Rebels, if we're talking about players that they've had, they should be A tier. I mean, yeah, they've had some class. Danny Cipriani, Guinea Cooper, O'Connor. list goes on. But for the Melbourne Rebels, they are a huge disappointment every single year. I mean, Melbourne's just the sporting capital of the world, really. There's too much else going on there already that people aren't going to care about a bang average Super Rugby. Have side. the Melbourne Rebels ever made the playoffs? I don't think so. Don't think they have. No, they've been very close before. No, I mean, they've probably been close in like the. The uh, more recent seasons. So the thing the is, make the playoffs. Yeah, you know, the D teams that we have, the D tier teams that we have, probably I think we have to put Melbourne Rebels C tier, low C, because I don't can't. think they're Sunwolves. They're not Sunwolves, and they're you know like I think we're going to, have to put them C tier. They've won games before. They've even been the Crusaders. So I think it's C tier. They're not a great team at all. They're a huge disappointment, but I don't think it's quite D tier. Yeah, we'll roll with C. I mean, it's not a high C by any means, but. Yeah, they'll be C. I'd, yeah, not much more to add. They're, they're probably the bottom of the Bauer Aussie team, really, in terms of quality, in terms of fan base. But, I mean, I have heard they trained ridiculously hard and they put their all into it. But, yeah, just... Well, Bruce Hodges' size can only do so much, mate. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Bulls. I know where I'd put these guys. Oh, actually, do I? It's between two. It's between the top two. It's S and, S and A. I think it's A. Uh, I'm not sure anyone can touch the Crusaders. The, I think the ball, like and the reason it. why I said the Bulls, I think I think the Bulls are A is because they've won twice in a row, but they haven't done much else other than that. that they've they've true, been good. Actually, they've been yeah. good, but they haven't been top of the top. You yeah, know? If we're talking that sort of 2007 to 2010 Bulls, yeah, East year, like, they, they were better than Crusaders. That was just well, it was mostly Springboks, like, wasn't it? No, oh, absolutely. Like their peak team would probably 
I'd argue to push the Crusaders' peak team. It would. It was just so dominant. They, yeah. bit, they bit the Chiefs by, what, 60 points in the final. Yeah, it's just next um, level. But because they haven't repeated those, like, you look at the Brumbies, right? The Brumbies have won it twice, but they've also stayed up there for most years. Yeah. Whereas the Bulls, they've won it twice, but they haven't stayed up there most years. They've stayed up there some years. And then the Blues, somehow they're in there. Well, they've won it twice. <laughs> yeah, have they won it twice or three times? Yeah, they've won it well, at least twice. And then um, I think Bulls are in eight here, but I don't yeah. think they're above Brumbies. I don't think I can go with that. I think I can stick them second. I yeah. think they'd be, I'd stick them above the Blues. But even I suppose they're reasonably similar in the fact that they had a really good peak and then some not so good moments. But I'm not having the Blues as like my top three sides. Can't have. <laughs> Here's an interesting one, but probably another likely contender for the already stacked V tier, I'd imagine. Oh, the I Queensland so. Reds. The Queensland Reds, yeah. The, the problem with these guys is that they're, obviously they've won in 2011. They had a, that team in 2011 was an incredible team, as we all know. Um, but they haven't, again, they haven't been consistent in their performances since that. Um, they have been reasonably good. They've made playoffs, but they haven't got up to that last sort of stage in a final or a, or a semi since have they? I don't yeah, think I they've, mean, made a, yeah, they've made a final since 2011 that. was their peak, and then, yeah, yeah it's kind of... They were expected to build on that. They had a really young team, and it just never really happened. Lost some players, and yeah, whatever else went on, but they kind of just plateaued a bit, pretty comfortably. Oh, kind of between them and the Tars, the second slash third team, pretty even. I think they're beat there, but I would slot them. I would actually slot oh, them between. I think they're relatively not high beat here because before that 2011 season, they were the whipping boys of the competition. Nah, nah I reckon they're between Canes and Sharks because obviously Canes have won. Uh, but they'll probably be more consistent than the Reds, I'd say. Yeah, I might have to put them above the Sharks solely for the fact they've won a competition. But... And the Sharks haven't, yeah. yeah but oh, the, the 2000s Reds, they were shockingly bad. Lost they were by like 90-odd points. They can stick in between the Sharks and the Canes for now. But... Maybe we put them lower. Yeah, the problem is know. it's hard to argue because the Hagawaras and Sharks haven't won the game, haven't won the competition before. Yeah, and then the Highlanders, as much as we love them, as much as they have won over the years, they've not been that flash, have they? The next team we've got is, well, I mean... Your favourite team. The Lions. But we won't do the Cats because the Cats were a different... Well, oh, yeah, the Cadet yeah. Lions, but they were not good, were they? Yeah, the Cats were dreadful. But I'd say Cats were Lions D-tier. were also, you know, Cats 100% D tier. Lions... Okay, okay, until yeah, Lions, kind of the mid twenty tens also Lions pre twenty twelve D tier. Lions out in Yanchi's Lions. Um, yeah, Yanchi's. I mean, and uh, Boshoff. Um, <laughs> I mean, Boshoff um, at the beginning of the. Maybe it's when Boshoff Warren came. Whiteley. No, it's Warren Whiteley. Warren Whiteley. Um, I'm telling you, Boshoff was the chairman as soon as he came in. Lions fortune. Warren team. Whiteley, Boshoff, Yanchi's. Who else yeah, was there? Um, Fafter Clerk. Yeah, um, really good side in that sort of era. It was a great side, and they should have won. In my opinion, they deserved I mean, to win the competition. Was it two or three runner-up spots? Yeah, two two runner-ups. Yeah. Crusaders winning over in South Africa. I think they deserved to win that. It yeah. was unfortunate, but Crocker Smith got a recard, I believe. But they did not game. win. They did not win. They did not uh, capitalize on the dominance that they had that year. So I would actually suggest that the Lions would be another beater. <laughs> yeah, they can't be eight here. They were dreadfully bad. Like them and the Reds are almost in their own separate little subcategory of But I think that the Lions have somehow actually... have gone from D tier to really good and 
it's just they just fall into the media. Just well, yeah, if we think about if we think about the Lions pre twenty twelve, um, definitely D tier pre uh, post twenty twelve high B, but I reckon that had to be below the, the Highlanders. They, they no, I think they they haven't won. Oh. They haven't won. Yeah, and they were and they were so bad. Before. Yeah, they were definitely like, their bad was worse than the Highlanders' bad. I think they're below the storm. Oh, are they below the Stormers? I think I think they are. I think South I Africans think would are. argue that they are. I think they are. I'm putting them below the Stormers. Stormers is because I know the Lions have and probably could have won the tournament, but they were just so shite uh, before that. So you know that's fair. I think I would assume people just would agree with us. Um, well, unless mean, you're from Johannesburg, in which case you would definitely not agree with us. But that's we saw that with their tier. I know the heck you are. like they made a final, had a really good year. But I'm now, thinking Super Rugby like historically, I don't know if I can have them above like the Landers and the Stormers. I don't think you can. They just, they just they were shot. And if we okay, well, are we saw, are we talking Lions cats or are we just talking no. Lions? Yeah, no, yeah, mine's because lock, they, they lock were them in there. Yeah, that was the same thing. We'll do the rest of the teams who haven't got on this tier list, but we'll rattle through them anyway. Western uh, Force, yeah, Western Force, uh, Western Force. See, this is the thing, right? I think Melbourne Rebels are way more disappointing than the Western Force because the Western Force never have. Well, they've had some great players. Don't get me wrong, but they they've generally been have a weaker the Highlanders team. of Australia. Oh, 100 percent. They've got a fan base there. They're not expected to do much, but. I think they they're C- I, I think they're C tier, but I reckon they're above Melbourne Rebels. Yeah, it's C tier. I'm not not even gonna put an argument towards the as Rebels much as I'd love to them. see them in B tier. We just can't justify it with all these other teams. Yeah, they're there. not on the level of those teams there. So I think C-tier. And they're not Sunwolves level. They're C tier. They're above the Rebels. Agreed. Yeah, Southern Kings. Yeah, Southern Kings. Um, simply put, D tier. D tier, and I honestly reckon below the Sunwolves. Honestly, Duganera above the Sunwolves. Honestly, I'll give you below the Sunwolves. I think like they were a better team than the Sunwolves for me. But I mean, at least the Sunwolves were trying something different. We tried to add Japan, and we didn't need to add the Kings. And we also, so whole... also heard some dodgy, dodgy stories about the old yeah. teams. Didn't we? Yeah, I mean, they I mean, they tried to be the Southern Spears back in must have been around 2007. There was a whole saga around that. The whole Watson family, like we learned about yeah they just didn't really add anything to the competition and at least the sun was added a different country a different bit of flavor king this other than dimitri kachikilis and presumably the sun was paid their players as well <laughs> yeah that is a whole nother saga i mean the kings did have some handy players hadley parks played for them kachikilis mapimpi i believe played for them yeah um, yeah they did have some decent players but i mean between how dreadful they were and between their boring plain black kit and also, the big thing, they didn't let Thinus Kotzer get a game. Yeah, no. Brought him into the squad, he didn't get a game. So, D tier, bottom D-tier, of the barrel, D-tier, below the Sunwolves. What about your la- the last team, mate? Your favourite oh, team of all time. Three more teams, actually. You're getting a couple, mate. Oh, I am. Yeah. I am. The cheaters, though. My yeah, favourite team. S plus tier. No, cheaters. Yeah, no, they're not. They're not going B tier. They're not going S tier, mate. They're not going B tier. They're, they're not going D tier either. They're in the C tier. I can tell you that right now. I think I think they're above the Rebels. Are they above the Force? Probably are, aren't they? Because they had made the finals. Uh, they've made the playoffs. They've never. They've, Western Force have never made the playoffs. They're, oh, the cheaters of the. Oh, the cheaters of the two thousands. Good lord, they were dreadful though. Like you talk the Lions, but the cheaters were. They were on par with how bad the Lions were. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, cheaters are sort of twenty ten to. Do we put twenty thirteen? Do we put them below the Rebels? They were. No, they're not. I refuse to have them below the Rebels. 
the cheetahs are at least howler entertaining. Their brand of rugby just defense optional, all out attack. Ibison twins, huge scorelines. Yeah, they're going above the rebels. I mean, I'll, I'll vote for them to be above the force. All right, I'll put them above the force. Yeah, put them above the force. That's fine. And then there are two newbies of the game. Yeah, the two newbies. I almost forgot about them. Yeah, I mean, I almost did too. But... The Drewer. Yeah, it's hard to judge. They've been in it for a season. Um, for me, they're not D. For me, they're adding more than the Sunwolves and Gangs. Already, they're adding more than that. So oh, I think they're C tier. They've beaten a couple of teams who are actually in the C tier, including the Rebels. I think they actually add more. They do. I don't think you can't go above the force of the Cheetahs, but. They're above the Rebels. I think I'm going above the Rebels. Like, I mean, the Fijians are just so passionate. We so, about they've, got, they've got potential to win big games because they've, we've seen them perform really well over in Fiji and, and in Australia and New Zealand. In one of the games of the season, or two of the games of the season, were the home games in Fiji, the one against the Landers and that one against the Chiefs. That was a fantastic game. Um, so I think they're above the Ripples. Yeah. 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 We talk about the Cheetahs brand of rugby being defence optional, attack all out. Somehow the draw do that even more. Their attack is... Phenomenal. CTF are now, but I think they could, they've could. they got the potential to, to move up later if they can perform. Um, yeah, if they can hang on to their players, I think it'll be the big thing because I'd imagine there'll be a lot of one-season yeah. wonders that'll get poached. But, yeah. Moana. They're another team, I think. I think they have potential. I don't know if they have as much as the Drew there because just the fact they're, they're not based, based in not, New they're Zealand. They're not based ever in um, And Samoa I don't or... know if they'll ever get based in Samoa. But, and the fact, well, they're based in New Zealand, I feel like they end, end up kind of just being a New Zealand rejects for team to an extent, just the blokes who don't quite uh, yeah, make the level. There's definitely a Pacific flair in the team. But oh, yeah, there's all, there were Pacific backgrounds, and they all oh, I get riled up for their culture, which I love. But, yeah, I don't know. It's not, they're not, yeah, they didn't do as well, in my opinion, as the um, drawer. Um, they're C tier, I think, for now, and I think they will be below the Rebels. Yeah, I think for now I can stick them yeah, just below, but I think it won't take them much to move above the Rebels, really. No. Again, they've got a really passionate fan base, and if they can help them get a few more people on board with that, then 100% they're moving up. There's no. a jerseys tier list. Tell you what, they're right up there. Yeah, they're right <laughs> Their up there. Their jerseys are some of the best. In the I think Western Force will be S tier for jerseys. Oh, we'll have to do a jerseys tier list <laughs> in the next episode. Eh? Well, that, cl- that sort of finalises that. We've got Crusaders to clarify for everyone. S tier uh, Crusaders, no one else. So they're the top yeah. of the top. Not really surprising, is it? A tier, we've got Brumbies at number one, Bulls, and then the Blues. In the B tier, we've got in this order Chiefs, Waratahs, Hurricanes, Reds, Sharks, Hagawares, Highlanders, Stormers, and Lions. See, I would almost, I know I'm a Hagawares fan, but I almost slide them down a couple of places just because they don't have that. History. I reckon we would slide them down, but yeah, I yeah. think we can slide them. I think, even I think below we can, the storm. We've got the Highlanders a wee bit of a I'll high spot. In. Oh, yeah, the storm has got a bit more history. Yeah, and the lines were so dreadful. I refused to have them above. So sharks, Highlanders, Stormers, Highlanders, lines. Yeah, yeah, that, that's fair. I think uh, C tier. I think what do we have here? Cheetahs, Force, Drua, Rebels, and Moana. And D tier was. Well, we said Sunwolves and then Kings, but it, it probably is the other way around, isn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, potentially. In terms of the quality of the side, the Kings were better, but I just, at least the Sunwolves had something different about them. Like, yeah. I mean, I didn't hate the Kings. They had Catrick Helos. I'd love tuning in for that, but yeah. 
So that goes to TLS for the Super Rugby teams. Are you going to we put it up on the page almost? Oh, yeah. I have to keep it up there, get a screenshot, screenshot of it, yeah. add those other couple of teams in. Should we do um, goal kickers? Yeah, change it up a bit, do something a bit different. A few players. We talked a lot about goal kicking on this podcast, but never really delved into detail for it. So just whipped up a tier list of a few. Oh, I think I've got 20-odd just random, some really good kickers, some not-so-good kickers, some who kicked all the time, some who kicked not so much, just a few players from past and present, from mainly the Tier 1 nations, box, New Zealand, Argentina, Wales, England. Keep yeah. in mind, this is our opinion because we don't have all the stats in front of yeah, us. Exactly. <laughs> if, if we had stats, it would be boring. Yeah, so this is just what we remember them doing. And of course, some of these guys, we won't remember them kicking as much. But we've got, once again, five categories. We've got the, the GOAT category. I mean, the best of the best, greatest kickers of all time. There won't be a heck of a lot in there. The world class, the guy's kind of just sniffing under the radar, but still a world class goalkeeper. Quality, you could always rely on them. They, they had a decent boot, not quite that level there. They're being average, you know, they just did a job, weren't the greatest. And then there surely there's better options to you. The guys who, they grab the tee, but you're thinking surely by this point in time, there's someone else who could step up in their place because they're not doing much to help themselves out. All right. Uh, I like it. Should we kick it off with a, a fan favorite, Bowden Barrett? Yeah, Bowdy Barrett. He's an interesting one. Oh, for me, I think we'll probably just filter through these a bit faster because there's yeah. quite a few of them. But um, for me, he's being average. Yeah, for me, he's being average too. A lot of people would probably put him in the surely there's better options category because he's pretty gets a lot of stick. Yeah. But it doesn't get, well, I mean, I don't know the stats over the top of my head, but it's honestly pretty similar to Moana. Yeah, I think it's not as bad better. as he gets. Would you agree that it's gotten better the last couple of years? Yeah, I mean, it's not great, but it's he doesn't kick as much anymore either. But it, it's all right. He, do, he does a job. Bang he has average. his moments where Bang he kicks world class and his moments where he shits the bed completely. But for me, Bang he's average. being average. Who else we got? Old Mitchy Hunt. Mitch Hunt. I mean, I love his droppies. Oh, drop kicks, yeah. yeah. Get, um, him, get him right up there. But goal kicking... Oh, I have thoughts on this. Bang average, I think. Oh, for me, he's, he's the bottom for me. You reckon? <laughs> right. I mean, it's all goal kickers in this category, and I'm thinking Mitch Hunt, he's got his little two-step run-up. Yeah. And it just, <laughs> oh, it just <laughs> triggers me like nothing else. Yeah, okay. I'll put him in, we'll put him in the bottom tier. Like, he's bottom not tier. a bad kicker by any stretch. Don't get me wrong. He's out kicking either of us tenfold any day of the week, but I think there's a lot of better kickers out there. Well, what we could do is we go into the park right now, and we'll um, tee up 10 each, and um, whoever wins that goes into the go tier. <laughs> Absolutely, get us right in there, mate. <laughs> Call up Mitch Hunt, get him to have a few lessons with us. Um, Dan Bigger, I love his little. It's kind of weird, isn't it? The his old Big Arena. I old, think he's um, ditched it now. Arena. He's a good goalkeeper, though. Um, oh, he's a quality goalkeeper. Well, I think he's is he world class. For me, he's at least world class. Like, I think he's world class. He's one of the greats. Like, I'll have to stick with world class for now. We're talking just pure stats. He's right up there, the best we've seen, like pretty much ever. But and what about his um, countryman? We have Penny. We he might Penny. be one of the ones that goes right up there, you know. Yeah, I'm just thinking. I don't know. I'm thinking Lions. Long era. range goal kicking quite good. Oh, I'm thinking Lions era. Half you know, he'd, he'd gear off pretty cool. You know, quite overrated though. Oh no, no I mean maybe as a, play, <laughs> as a player, as a player. Oh, I got a soft spot for half Penny. Yeah. No, but like goal kicking, he's good. But as a player, I thought he was quite over, and he always injured as well. Yeah, I'm thinking like when you talk best goal kickers of all time, is Lee Halfpenny a name that pops up or not? It, it is. 
Uh, world class, world class. Yeah, world class. Not goat. Not I'm goat. Think, I'm not thinking. Goat. I'm thinking sliding him above bigger. Yeah, bigger statistically might be better. I don't know when you have the conversation of great goal kickers. I think Halfpenny's always up there. Yeah, he is always up there. If you you look at any of those YouTube tier lists of top ten goal kickers, it's always Halfpenny up there. Honestly, he might slide slightly into the top top category for me. Dan Carter, for me, he's in terms of players, goat best. Well, goal kickers in the core, best of all time. But goal kicking, yeah, world class, world class. He wasn't the best goal kicker of all time. He was amazingly good. One of our best goal kickers of all New time. New Zealand's best goal kicker of all time, yes. And had his moments where he was like, couldn't miss, but... I think he's world-class. I think world-class in the grand scheme of things. But I think he's probably below bigger. Yeah, honestly, he probably is, yeah. I'm I'm happy with that. The Iceman. Probably the only tier list where Carter's going to be below bigger, but... Ah, uh, yeah, I, I think it, it would be, yeah. It definitely would be. Yeah, the Iceman Bernard Foley. I mean, the Iceman, the problem with the Iceman is that he's got no range. If you've ever seen him goal, goal kicking, he, can, he literally cannot kick anything below, uh, past 35 metres. Yeah, 35, 40 at a push. And it's I think just... that World Cup, oh, sorry, not World Cup, Super Rugby winning uh, kick in 2014 penalty goal, I think it was only about 40 metres. But if, yeah. he, if it was a metre longer, he wouldn't have made it. Yeah, that was, that's his range. Uh, but he's quite accurate, though, at that range. He's clutch. So I think Very he's clutch. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't. He's, he's between being average and quality. I think it's hard. probably a better kicker than Bowden Barrett. It's hard to put him much higher because he can't nail long range goal kicks, can he? I think I'll stick him in quality for now. I'll go with you on that one, but he right. could slide to the one of the higher ones in being average for me later. Who else we got? Uh, Dimitri Yashvili. Oh, he was very good. Well, I mean, he was very pick good. any of the two French half necks from that World Cup. I mean, him and Morgan Powder both, both share the kicking duties yeah, and both, both are really good. Yashvili. Bit better than Trinduk. I mean, yeah, I did contemplate chucking Trinduk in here for you, but <laughs> I mean, he's in the bottom category. I that right now. Um, would you say he's quality or world class? Like, he's a player who a lot of his playing era kind of came before we were hugely into Yeah, that's the problem for me is I don't know how well but he was. From what I know of him, he was. He's definitely he's miles clear of Bernard Foley. Is he world class? He might have to go into world class from what, I, what I've seen of him. I think I'll slide him in the bottom of world class for now. Yeah. But, yeah, he's kind of on that edge for me. Nemanja Ndolo. I mean, a lot of people forget that he actually was a pretty good goal kicker for Fiji. Doesn't, didn't goal kick for the Crusaders. Um, but I for, mean, for interesting when you say pretty good. It's more a case of, shit, this guy's actually... Kicks yeah, the ball, yeah, 128. I, I, yeah. I say pretty winger. good in the sense that no one expects him to be a goal kicker at all as a winger, uh, and a huge one at that. But he was. He was the primary yeah, I mean, goal kicker. Unexpected. The then, yeah, he's right up there in terms of like good unexpected goal kicker. Severis is another one. Um, but in terms of actual Floyd goal Floyd Pierre he's another unexpectedly good goal kicker. In terms of actual goal kicking, though, he's probably bang average, isn't he? I can't. I don't think we can have Mitch Hunt below him, to be honest. <laughs> as much as I think Mandolo's got to go below Hunt. He's going to have to go below Hunt. He's going to have to go. There's, I mean, realistically, he only kicked when there was no other options, didn't he? So he's got to well, go. Because Vola Vola was pretty shite, wasn't he? Oh, he was another accountability in here. Vinny Vola Vola. Nicky Little as well. But, oh, yeah. we got... This is Buffelli. Yeah, Emiliano Buffelli. I'll let oh. you have your conversation about him first, because... Oh, some points. Oh, he's, he's world class. He's absolutely world class. Um, the last two years, particularly against New Zealand, he's just been on fire with his goal kicking. And I think 
like Rossi's a pretty good winger as well. He's also, um, I mean, he's been getting applauded purely for his goal kicking itself, and he's just and been so yeah, damn accurate. His goal kicking has literally won Argentina. Well, it's won multiple games this year. Helped us. The beat, hard thing for beat England. Helped him beat New Zealand. The hard thing for us is that. He hasn't been on that form with goal kicking for that long. Yeah, see, that's what I was going to say. Someone, I mean, an Argentina fan, Boffelli was always kind of, he was the long-range kicker. And when he stepped, I'd be like, oh, yeah, this guy can twat a ball. But I was never comfortable that it was going to go over when he stepped into have to take regular kicks. I was not convinced. But, but the um, last two years, he's changed my mind completely. And he's been quality at club level for Edinburgh as well. So. If he can maintain it over the next three or four years, he's go. But... For now, I think he's world class. Yeah, yeah, I think world class for now. Um, I don't think I can put him above the likes of Halfpenny, bigger, no, even Carter. I, I, I wouldn't put him above them, but he's got to be world class. He's too good. I think I'd probably put him in between Carter and Yashvili at the moment. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. And then, I mean, like we said, if he can maintain that consistency, he's up there. Ah, we've got some spring box now. Capley box. Andre Pollard. What does I hit all the box at once? Yeah, Andre Pollard. Um, he's pretty good. I think we could probably mention all the box at once. So then yeah, let's do it. We'll compare them. Well, Andre Pollard, Alden Yanchis, Mornay Stain, Francois Stain. Ooh. Didn't want to put Pat Lambie in there as well? Oh, Pat Lambie was an underrated player. Um, CSE was on? Out of those four, obviously, well. The bottom's Alden Yanchis. We all know that. Alden Yanchis is at the bottom. He's probably at the bottom in life as well at the moment. <laughs> I think I think he's a bang average category. He's being average. Um, He's not a terrible goal kicker. Morno so Stain is the best out of those four. Yeah. I, I think Morno Stain's goat category for me. Yeah. 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 I think there's yeah. not too much arguments about that. He's yeah. right up there, one of the best kickers of all time. Yeah. Andre Pollard's pretty good, but I think he's quality. Yeah, he's, he's pretty a, good, but I think he's a bit overrated. I, I think he's above Bernard Foley. Then. Yeah, I mean, he's miles above Bernard Foley, but I don't think he. I don't think he's world class. I think he. I mean, maybe the categories need to rename because I'd say, yes, he's a world-class goal kicker, but no, he's not in the same tier as Halfpenny, bigger, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. So it's more like an A-tier, B-tier, yeah. right? So he's, yeah. he's in the B-tier, but he's not in the A-tier, I don't think. Yeah. But he's above Bernard Foley. Yeah, he's miles above. Now, so Francois... Foley might have to slide down from there. Oh, no, he is accurate, Foley. So. Francois is... Oh, I suppose obviously... we should touch on this one, too. Yanch, he's above Barrett or below Barrett? Ooh, I actually think he would be above Barrett. I think in terms of pure goal kicking, probably above Barrett. Yeah, I mean, he had the Johnny Wilkinson oh, yeah. uh, technique. Yeah, yeah. Was nowhere near as accurate as Absolutely Johnny, not. but Francois Stain was really obviously known for those ridiculous long ranges. But how accurate was he with the short range kick? Yeah, he didn't take much of them throughout his career, did he? No, well, so it's hard to say. Yeah. But he was pretty good when he took the long. Well, range. In terms of entertainment factor alone, goat. In terms of like long range goal kickers, goat. So we're talking just goal kicking in general. Goal kicking in general. I think we'd have to say quality. No, I think we'd have to go quality as well. I think we'd probably have to go below Pollard and above Foley. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. He's a long range goal kicker and a bloody good one at that. But long range specialist, yeah, he's Johnny Wilkinson. Miles clear. Changed the game for goal kicking almost. Yeah. Johnny Wilkinson. See, there's probably only one place he can go, but I. He's always talked about as the best kicker of all time. Goat. But I think he's maybe slightly overrated with just goal kicking. He's still goat category for me. He's a goat. I mean, maybe I'm just haunted of that 2011 World Cup where he couldn't kick a thing at England. I, oh, I think game at Forsyth Bar. I, th- I think he's a goat, but I reckon he's below Mornay Stain. I think so too. Like, I mean, drop kicks. 
probably oh, yeah, the yeah, best yeah, jock yeah, here yeah, of all time. Hundred percent, hundred percent. One of the most clutch kickers of all time. And in terms of pure impact on goal kicking, I'd say he's got the most. Like, do you remember run ups before Wilkinson? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Has he got a whole world to mimic his drop yeah. kicks and kicking technique? Um, Mornay Sands literally killed off the British Irish Lions like two years. Well, this next man, I think, twice. is uh, a very, very, very good goal kicker. No, I think he's opinion. talked about up there, but he's um, one of the best. He's, uh, yeah, he's damn good, actually. Uh, but yeah, Owen Farrell, I think. I, I don't think you can be above half penny for me, but. He's definitely world class tier, though. He's at least world class tier. I think maybe when he's retired, maybe you'll look back on him as one of the greatest. Yeah. World class tier for now. I think he goes below bigger. I think. I don't know about that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I could agree. see you making a case from above. But... Englishmen would disagree with us. I mean, yeah, I mean, a CDI little steer thing he does is enough to <laughs> knock him down a place or two. This next one's interesting. <laughs> Petty Weeboo. Oh, I mean, another yeah. guy who, I mean, if you're looking at it, the categories like logically, he only really kicked when there was no other options, so he should be that one. But yeah, oh, that World Cup quarterfinal, he carried us. He did, but he was no good in the semi. <laughs> and then the semi and the final, he yeah, um, he he's being average. Yeah, I think being average, and that's almost being a bit generous. But the thing is, the way that we've labelled the category, yeah. surely there's better options. There definitely was uh, in the 2011 World Cup, but they're just they're all injured. So yeah, I think we can stick in bottom of a bang average for the moment. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Johnny Sexton. Oh, he's great goal. Uh, another, I mean, him, Farrell, Bigger, all just really good goal kickers, and there's not much yeah. to separate any of them. He's got to go world class. I think world class. I think I'd. Put him at the bottom of the three we just mentioned. I'm trying to think if I'd put him above the likes of Carter. I, I think he's the best player out of the three overall. Yeah, I'd go with that. I think he's yeah, he's definitely world class goal kicker, but he's a he's just above Carter, I reckon. Yeah, do you I he's can, below Carter? I can roll more. Do you he's below Carter? I, I can roll with above Carter, I think, but. No, well, I'm not convinced of it. All right. <laughs> we'll roll with it. This next man. Hayden Parker. Great goal. Now, this is a man who's, I mean, not exactly the biggest name. He's not on the level of Johnny Wilkinson, more or less Dan Carter. But goal kicking wise, he is right up there with a lot of them. He's almost goat. <laughs> I think he might have to be. He kick might have something to be a goat. Like, he kicked like 45 in a row at Super Rugby level or something ridiculous. He just couldn't miss. But then that was. I think before he did that, he was just kind of a, a decent guy. I reckon he's a go. I reckon he's a go. Just pure stats-wise, he might have to be a... Screw it, Hayden Parker, chuck him and go. <laughs> chuck him, but he's going to have to go behind the, those guys. But yeah, he's damn good. <laughs> Legend of the game. Kuro Hayden Hayden-Buck. Old Felipe Contempomi. Just had to get another Argentine in here. For me, not that flash. He's probably being average. He's being average. Yeah, he's, he's being average. He I wasn't known for his goal kicking, was he? Yeah, he was kind of. There was a few kickers around that sort of era. Him and Hernandez kind of cheered, and Sanchez came in. I mean, good old Martin Rodriguez. If what Sanchez, was, if we had Sanchez here, where would you put him? 
Sanchez is probably quality for me. I think he's pretty good. Yeah. Okay, Condopomi, I, I think being average. Being average, I well, I don't want Yankees to be top of being average, so I'm sticking Condopomi above. Yeah. Just purely because I don't want Yankees at the top of it. I agree. Ah, Quady hmm. Cooper. Your fave. I think he's below Benefoli, but he's in quality. Oh, that's generous for me. I t- you think he's crap? Oh, he's being average at best for me. All right, yeah, being average. <laughs> oh, I can put him top of being average. No, I can't put him top. Um, put it, you can go second. <laughs> like, oh, his little arm swaying thing he does. He boots oh. the ball out 29 million miles in the year. Like, the ball does go so high. His trajectory is like one of the. I love it because it's just so mental. But oh. he kicks the ball like it's just ridiculous. Don't get me wrong; he has his moments, like his comeback against the box. He kicked the lights out, but for the most part, he was a pretty dreadful goal kicker. Yeah, world class player. X factor out of out the roof, but goal kicking was not his forte. What about the better of the Barrett brothers in terms of goal kicking, Jordy? I mean. Definitely the significantly better one, and a hell of a lot of range. Again, if we're talking long range kickers, he's the ultimate kicker in terms of the you know, total package. You can kick him anywhere, and he's reasonably accurate. But I would you put him world class? He's not world class. Like you're looking at the accuracy of those guys, Jordy Barrett's nowhere near that level. He's quality. He's not above Pollard for me. I'd rather have Pollard lineups and Jordy. I think I put him second in quality though. I agree. <laughs> and then uh, your faith, mate. Ah, Reese Hodge. Old, old Reese Hodge. <laughs> Top of go. Best of all time. Okay, biggest thighs. Reese Hodge. Long, okay. Here's a, actually, here's, a, here's a genuine question for you. Longest range goal kickers? I reckon he's one of them top. He's up there. It's probably, I mean, you go France, I stand, I think. but I don't know about that. Of all time, you might. But yeah, Hodge, I think Hodge can you gotta remember that, the leather off a ball. you got to remember that Francois was playing at altitude as well. That is true. Reese, I reckon Reese would have the most. No, his techniques will be my favourite of anyone because he just does it so effortlessly. What about Scott Spedding? <laughs> oh, Scott Spedding. Scott Spedding and Rory Cockett. No, I think Reese Hodge is a terrible goal kicker in terms of accuracy. He's definitely on surely better yeah, options. I think... Oh, do we, does he go above Hunt or below Hunt? No, he's below Hunt. Yeah. yeah. Below <laughs> Hunt. He's not accurate, but he's incredibly... His distance is outrageous. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, if you had to have him as your full-time goal kicker, you'd be panicking a bit. Yeah, exactly. Now, I just want to add one more in into the GOAT tier. Uh, Dan Hawkins. Dan Hawkins. Oh, I'll tell you what we're going to have to do at some point is uh, goal-kicking techniques. Oh, Dan Hawkins, Dan Jimmy Gopheth, Wilkinson. Oh, Quite Gavin good. Henson. Do you remember Gavin uh, Henson's? Oh, Lord, there was some goodies. Go Murray. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll have to save that for another one. But or when we do our top fives video, just have a top five kicking techniques each. Well, there you go. That rounds it up. Well, just to clarify again, under the GOAT tier, we've got Mornay Stain, Johnny Wilkinson, Hayden Parker. I mean, undoubtedly Hayden Parker. Everyone knows it. You think, you know, best of all time, it's Hayden Parker. Hayden Parker. Everyone knows that. Hayden Parker. What have we got in the world-class tier? I mean, Halfpenny, Bigger, Farrell, Sexton, Carter, Buffelli, and Yashvili. Oh, I'll tell you what, though. Halfpenny and Bigger, they are not... They're pushing the goat category. I don't think we can realistically. Have <laughs> oh, I'll keep them in there. <laughs> nah, Parker stays there. <laughs> Parker does not get moved. All right, fair enough. Uh, the, the quality category we've got uh, Pollard, Joy Barrett, Francois Stein, and, and somehow Bernard Foley squeezing in there. He is accurate. 
Bang Average, Contopomi, Cooper, Yanchies, Bowden Barrett, and Pity Weepu. And then the surely there's better options. Uh, Mitch Hunt, who maybe it's just last year, he got him under my skin, but generally he's an all right kicker, but yeah. Uh, Reese Hodge and Namani Nandola, <laughs> just to stick someone under the bus who kicked occasionally, okay. but not much. If you had to add one person under Namani Nandola who's worse, who would it be? One person who actually kicks sometimes? Yeah, who actually does kick. Have you got one? Um, I mean, I've seen Aaron Smith and Ben Smith take yeah, a shot at goal before, and that is not flash. Uh, that don't count. Oh, jeez, it's a good question. For me, it's got to be Jesse Mogg. Oh, Jesse Mogg, I forgot I even kicked a ball. That's Ralph Allow's couple of teams he had. No, oh, that don't really count, eh? Who's, who would actually be below? Oh, he's almost like the Israel Dag level of used to kick a bit. Oh, no, I've got no idea. Dag's above me. I reckon Jackson Garden Basher. Oh, yes, that's a good He would be shot. below Jackson Garden Bishop, yep. Last season in the NPC, he was pretty good. But before yeah. that, he was just... Tell you, here's a bit of a niche one, too. And I don't want to bag him because he's a youngster. He's about 20 years of age. And I think he'll be an all-black one day. But Aiden Morgan, world-class running game, world-class passing game. But my God, his goal-kicking needs some work. <laughs> Poor man, he's only 20. <laughs> I know. And I'm, I have no doubt it will improve. But I think he's... Not a big man, so I think he just has to put his all into every kick and yeah. ends up just spraying half of them. But mark my words, that guy will be all black's contention in five, six years. Well, there we go. That rounds it up. A um, couple of good tealists there. Yeah, I mean, if you liked it, definitely let us know. If you've got any other suggestions for future tealists, get in touch because, like we said, there's endless options out there. We could even just repeat the one we've just done and just had different players. Yeah. But yeah. Got a couple more for futures that we can do. We've got a well, all-time teams like 2011 All Blacks, 2015 All Blacks, 2019 Box. Rank them all up against each other, but yeah, no doubt we'll do one in future. Sounds good to me. I mean, makes it a hell of a lot easier when we're live. Oh, as mate. long as the recording comes out all right, that I'll is. I'll have to fly over every time, mate, <laughs> if you want to pay for that. Oh, Jesus, mate. I'm on teacher salary. That's not happening. <laughs> Nah, it'll be good. Maybe you have to come to Australia for a live episode over there, mate. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I think we're going there at some point next year, so I have to sort something out if I do end up going over. Excellent. Sounds good to me. All right, and then cheers for listening and catch you when we next catch you. Catch you later.